Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. And ouch, some days it's a little bit more painful than others. <laughs> are you the are you the bug or the windshield today? Oh, today I am, I don't know. I think I'm a giant um, flying cicada that just got in the grill and just... You know, when something hits your, your car so hard, it, you can feel it. Like a deer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, then. But I'm trying to maintain an optimistic and positive All spirit right. throughout well, the course of being a small business owner. Yes. Well, we have positivity in the studio with you now, so. We do, because today, do. ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have a very, 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 very special guest, Miss Jeannie Goodwin. Welcome, Jeannie. Aww. Thank you so much, Positivity. I like it. Let's see if I can live up to it. <laughs> and I wish, I wish sometimes that the show is recorded because Jeannie is so stinking cute and she has on this hot pink shirt that I'm just obsessed with. And you just exude, um... Just you're all smiles and big white teeth. I love it. That's it. Big white teeth. Yeah, totally. I'm actually known for being joyful, being uh, positive. It's, it's very true. But it's something I actually work at, kind of like you, you know, when you get smashed on the grill of the on car. On the grill of the car. Yeah. Your, because your you have two, two choices. Right. Or take it, right? Exactly. <laughs> you, can, you can either be like, man, this day freaking sucks and I'm just going to be grouchy about it. Or you take it and you try to find a silver lining and make something better out of it. Yeah, hey, Jeannie, do you want to tell Trinity when you're having a bad day and you need to change your mood what you do? <laughs> sure, I'm happy to. So yeah, I'm actually a certified high performance coach and, and as a performance coach, I'm always looking for the things that can transform your performance, right? Makes sense? So I'm always looking for um, triggers and tools and mine in particular. Uh, my home and my office has wood floors. So when I'm having a tough day, I get my socks on and I go sliding across the wood floors and I go, Wee! <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell it immediately changes my state. The best of me shows up and let's go for it now. Oh, that's funny i so just I had ways to trigger myself yeah i just pictured you with like the white socks up to your you know calves and your tidy whiteies on like uh what's his face and um, tom cruise tom cruise yes <laughs> oh yeah, yeah were you were you shocked mike that i knew that no. movie res reference you know, Jeannie, it's a running joke that Trinity is tone deaf on pop culture. So rarely does she get a reference or recognize somebody, but this one she actually got yep, right. So. I got one right. Yeah. Yay! Hey, girl. <laughs> Episode 106. Well done. <laughs> or 108. Well done. So, yeah. That was easy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell this is going to be a fun show already. We're going to have some fun. We, my, my cheeks are starting to hurt from smiling with these headphones Aww. on. In a good way. In a good way. So, right. Jeannie, how did you meet Mr. Mike Manning? Oh, um, Haley Gray introduced me to Mike. Oh, fantastic. We love Haley. Yeah. Friend of the show. Hi, Haley. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. when I was asking Haley a few weeks ago, I was like, all right, need some we 
because Jeannie, just so you know, our first hundred episodes were all local people. Uh, and we talked about, hey, let's start reaching out and move outside of North Carolina. And and I went to Haley. I mean, who else am I going to go to, right? I go to Haley. It's like, hey, I need some good guests outside of the state. And like I told you the other day, your name was first and second, swapping a couple back and forth. So, Jess, you need to start there, and then we'll work down the list. I'm like, all righty. And where are you located? I'm in Idaho. Oh, I feel like that is such an underrated state. Well, it's it was. Right now, we are the fastest-growing state in the nation. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. And the little tiny town I live in, Star, I live in this little tiny town called Star, was in the Wall Street Journal uh, last summer because it's the fastest growing town in the nation and it's just exploding in growth. Um, wow. So Why is that? Oh, I think it was a, a big secret, honestly, but people are coming from Oregon and people are coming from California, the, the land... Um, Probably uh, housing affordability. Definitely affordable, although it's skyrocketed since right. we got here. We've been here <laughs> three years now, so we got here in the beginning of the of the skyrocketing. But um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of room, a lot of room for growth, and it's a great state. It's beautiful. It's filled with rivers and lakes, and I go skiing on the weekends, and it's just, it's a beautiful state. When I was 15, we did a cross-country road trip, my family and I, and we got to Idaho, and I was obsessed. I saw so many cute boys, and I was like, why did no one ever tell me about all these cute boys in Idaho, like of all the places? (laughs) Yeah. When I told my my kids, my kids are all grown, you know, hey, I'm moving to Idaho, they're like, Why? 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 I know everybody says that, but it's it's a really beautiful state. Very happy here. Now, but your husband travels a good bit. Uh, is it easy access flying in and out of there? Sure, right out of Boise. Very easy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. So you are. I have you listed. I believe this will be correct from now on. That you are the founder and the creator of my relationship, Jeannie. I thought both titles would be correct because (laughs) this is all you, isn't it? Totally. It's all me. And you know that my relationship, Jeannie, um, actually came from my clients who would work with me and they'd have a relationship problem. um, And they'd, I'd spend, you know, a few moments with them. I'd diagnose what the problem is like a surgeon would. And then I'd say, okay, you need to go say this. You need to go do that. You need to come back, call me in the morning, tell me whatever. (laughs) The next day they'd go, how did you do that? It's like walking around with a genie in my pocket. It's like you're my relationship genie. That's where that came from. My clients started calling me that. Um, So super fun. And it's just, I love a good pun. So, I mean, it's double whammy right there. There you go. So, um, so what the heck is a, my relationship genie? Well, I'm a certified high performance coach and a relationship expert. And, and my belief is that every problem in life is actually a relationship problem. It's either an internal problem, you know, I'm stuck, I'm scared, right? I'm uncertain, I, I'm not confident, I'm angry, 
or it's an external problem, like boss, you know, I can't stand my boss or my team won't back me, or I am the boss and my team won't back me, or right, my neighbors got the sign up for the wrong yeah. political party. Oh, <laughs> <Right>? yeah. <laughs> or, um, or it's a, it's a, um, eternal problem. Like, you know, what on earth am I here for? I don't understand my purpose. What am I doing? Why does my life not have any meaning? Or it's a, it's an intimate problem. It's a, I love my husband and he's driving me nuts or my kids are the most important thing in my life and they're going to jail. And honestly, if I can solve a relationship problem, I can solve pretty much any problem in a person's life. Cause that's really the, the core of what's happening in humans. It's all about relationship. <laughs> So I have the best-selling book that I wrote on male-female dynamics, and then I have high-performance coaching that where I help business owners uh, with that internal thing I talked about, as well as the external thing I talked about, because you can't be a leader if you can't inspire your people to step up to the next level or inspire people to buy your services, right? Amen. So I do all of that, and I adore it. It's my favorite thing in the world to do. Oh, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> we you, love coaching. Now, Trinity does relationship uh, coaching when it comes to buying a house. Oh, my gosh. Trying to get the yes. couples. Well, that's going to be necessary whether you like it or oh, not. Oh, yeah. I mean, things. half the time I'm a therapist. The other half yeah. I'm just putting out fires and solving other people's problems. Um, but yeah, there's, there is a huge relational dynamic when you have two parties that, um, this just happened with one of my clients. Um, the husband really, really, really wanted this house and I could tell that his wife did not. And I had to ask her point blank, like, are you just doing this? Cause he wants it. And she was like, kind of, and I'm like, all right, but in, you know, five years, will you be okay with that? She was like, yeah, yeah, because she was really upset about it um, mm. and ready to walk away. But there's a lot to be said for how people communicate as a couple, how they make decisions together, especially huge decisions like building or buying a house. Yeah, absolutely. Or moving to Idaho or <laughs> starting a career or changing careers or starting a business. I mean, I think that, you know, that's the kiss of death for a lot of relationships is um, one person has an entrepreneurial spirit and the other person just doesn't get it. And it's yeah, like, I would agree with that. And, and that's very, very common and totally normal. You know, people don't, even people who love you don't necessarily have the same dream, nor do they want the dream that you have. I really believe that your dream was something God placed in your own heart. It's this unique thing that you get to bring to the planet that nobody mm -hmm. else can. Um, so nobody is going to understand it. Nobody is going to go, yeah, let's go do that. They're going to go, are you nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Why? I know they're going to do something like that, but I believe it's so that you'll step up so that you'll step up and grow into the level of whatever your dream happens to be. And there's no way to step up and grow without relationships with other humans. There's just no way to grow that. That's the greatest place. It's the, it's the, the, his, the the top place of personal growth is relationships because you've got to figure out how to love somebody who's not lovable and you got to, um, right. And then you got to be able to share the good, the bad, and the ugly 
openly with others and mm-hmm. be willing to, they're willing to give as well. And there's nothing like it. Relationships. It'll grow you. How do we apply this to, let's start with business partners, oh, whether they're male or female. Let's, let's start with the unmarried business partners, then we'll get to the married business partners. You know, so, what I, had a, I had a CEO approach me and he said, um, I need to fire my partner. And I said, okay, um, uh, tell me what's going on. And we kind of diagnosed what was going on. And the way I go about this, whether or not he needed to fire his partner, my heart's desire is that you step up as your best self, period. I don't really care what you're going through. Let's get you to step up as your best self. So let's figure out what the best of you is, what the vision for your company is. Then let's look at your partner and whether or not you're showing up as your best self with your partner. And if not, that might be causing many of the problems, right? And then finally look at... um, what's the vision of the partner and can we create, you know, uh, a partnership in the same vision that will move forward. And if not, we'll get to the point where the partner is so clear. They've been so honored. They've been so um, respected and appreciated that they'll go, you know what, this isn't where I belong. And they'll get up and leave. And that's exactly what happened. That particular client He had um, a huge turnaround rate in his company in addition to wanting to fire his partner. And uh, by the time I finished working with him, it was was, uh, one of the downturns in the economy where uh, he had to either fire half his staff, right? Or um, actually that was the only choice. And he went to his staff who had been known for this fighting and and, um, backbiting and not um, supporting each other. And he went to staff and he built such an amazing relationship with all of them, such a new level of trust that they all said, you know, it will all take uh, a cut and pay so that no one has to leave. And then they made it through the really rough time together uh, as a company. And then when uh, things turned around, he went back and he paid them all the money that they had given up in order to keep the company together. It was an amazing story. Um, relationships really, they, they, there's nothing like them in the world. So it's about always, I start with what's the best of you and is the best of you showing up? Cause you're the quickest one you could fix. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> And 100% of the time, the people come to me, they go, Jenny, there's the problem. Fix the other person. I'm like, okay, come here. (laughs) Come here. Let's fix the other person. Come here. Um, And uh, just give them some skill sets around relationships that can turn everything around. Are there common themes in the the, like the guy you were working with and other business owners and business partners? Is there a common theme why there's an issue yeah, I, and I, I mentioned it. Uh, the other person is the problem. Okay. You know, not taking responsibility or, let me say it this way, not knowing who you are. Just knowing what you want, but not knowing who you are. Like, what do I bring to the table? What's so amazing about me? What are the best qualities about me? And again, back to that silliness that we shared in the beginning, how do we trigger that? Like, if it is joy, how do we trigger it to get you to exercise the best of you, strengthen it, and then show up that way on a regular basis? It's kind of like, I like to ask people, um, what do you want people to think when you walk into the room? Mm. (laughs) 
What do you want people to think when you leave the room? Yes. <laughs> and, and we talk about that when, because a lot of people bring up branding and they think it's this Ivy League thing and everything. And Trinity just looked at a guy one day and said, no, your brand is what people say about you when you leave the room. When you leave the room. And, mm -hmm. End of discussion. If you understood ahead of time what you wanted people to say when you left the room, then you would show up that way and make sure that it happened, right? You would get very intentional and you would build the life that you want to live instead of living in reaction to all the stuff that's happening to you, right? We're living in a world right now where there's a whole lot of stuff happening to us all worldwide, but I'm always looking at, okay, great. So you're going through this. How would you like to go through how would you like to be known for going through this really hard time? When people look at you or when you look back at this really hard time that we've all gone through, what do you want people to say about you? Then how do you need to act today, right? How do you build that? Yeah, that's really helping people to um, get away from that victim mentality that is so easy to fall into where everything is the outside world and oh man COVID and having it everything be a reason for why something's not working or relationships not working when the only thing we can't control what's happening around us but we can control our reaction to it so like and you said it starts with us our reaction to it we can control what's happening so there's just another step in there. It's when you show up as a leader that people start to follow and things start to change because of the way you showed up. Works in both directions, but I prefer the leader direction, yeah. <laughs> not the victim direction. <laughs> if you're working with a small business owner who does not have a partner, but they do have a staff, uh, what's two or three things you do recommend to them to do to build those relationships? Oh, what a great question, Mike. Um, again, I think I would always start with getting clear as to what you want. See, this is the only life, in my opinion, that you're going to get. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get multiple lives. This is the only one you're going to get. And even if I'm wrong, then this is the only one you're going to get right now. <laughs> um, so this is the only one that the people around us are going to remember. So. <laughs> why don't you make it magnificent? Yeah. So what does magnificent mean? So again, I would go back to, all right, so this is my company. What do I want to be known for? What kind of relationships do I want to build? Right? Mm -hmm. What kind of, what's the outcome I want to get from these relationships? Now, how do we go do that? So when I walk into a company and they're saying something like, Jeannie, uh, our culture, our, our corporate culture, corporate culture is horrific. Nobody trusts each other. I start with, great, tell me what you want. What do you want? And now let's create the triggers, just like my slide across the floor trigger. Let's create the triggers that make sure that that actually gets built into the relationship. And then what we'll do is we'll end up building the emotions we want to experience in that company. Is it that they're not listening or won't listen to others? Oh, that's a really great question. I suppose it would depend upon the leader, but um, often 
it's that they're not acknowledging whether or not they're listening. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me say it this way. Um, when you've got a team that you're trying to lead and you come in and you say, okay, here's the objective. This has to happen in the next week. And they come back and they say, but boss, <laughs> we can't meet that objective, right? You go, it doesn't matter. Meet it. You didn't listen, mm -hmm. right? You didn't acknowledge. You could very well come back and say, um, tell me what you're going through. Tell me what you think you're going to go through in order to meet this objective. And what do you need from me in order to do it? Because I believe in you and I know you can do it versus get it done, right? You, you have to figure out how to empower people and empowering people always starts with acknowledging where they're at right now. What are you going through right now? How would you like to step up? How would you like to solve the problem? What do you think the answer is? How can I back you? Because the minute you do it that way, instead of just telling people what to do, you have empowered them to step up. And when they come up with the idea, they're automatically engaged to make sure it happens because it was their idea, not yours. Right? So I would start there. And from that place, I would have a, a conversation where, well, that'll work or that won't work. Or, you know, what, what do you need from me in order to make that work? I would create the partnership that I was looking for um, in order to move the goals forward. Do good spouses make good bosses? What a great question. Not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I think um, there's a lot of characteristics and qualities that could make an amazing spouse, but would not necessarily lend to them being in a leadership role. Because so many spouses that are very good supporters that probably wouldn't thrive as being a boss. Can you be a crappy spouse and a good boss? Sure. I think, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of those. Mike yeah, has my wheels that. spinning. I'm like going through my Rolodex in my mind like, oh yeah. man, that person's <laughs> such a shithead. <laughs> they're a really crappy spouse. But yeah, they're really kind of kick-ass at what they do at work. <laughs> it almost makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, you, you, uh, you do what gives you the greatest reward. So if you, if you get great, greatly rewarded at work and then you get home and everything you do is wrong, you're going to be mm. a crappy spouse because everything you do is wrong. And um, men in particular will stop trying when they recognize it's a waste of time because it's always going to be wrong. So they'll just flat out stop trying. Women will assume that means, oh, he doesn't love me or he doesn't care, which is actually not what it means at all. Um, but the same thing happens. It, I'm playing in male-female dynamics now, the way a, man, a man's brain works versus the way a woman's brain works. So uh, I had a client who uh, was up for a promotion in a major um, corporation. She'd been there for a number of years. She, she was supposed to get the promotion, and they did an outside hire and put him in on above her. Um, and so he comes in steals her position basically right and they basically give her some lame kind of story like it's okay it's okay you're gonna still get promoted but he's he's we're bringing him in well because he was an outside hire he didn't know any of the policies for this particular corporation so he comes in with his plan i'm gonna light the world on fire and i'm gonna get her done and 
he starts running over her and she's trying to teach him the protocols of the company. And he's like, no, 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 that may be the way we did it before, but now I'm here and we do it this way. So she automatically thought he was horrific boss. Her whole team hated him on site. But the truth is he was just trying to get the objective done at all costs, which is very male. At, at the end of the story, um, he ended up getting fired and so did she, right? And so it was really unfortunate because the amount of people that get fired and what it costs a company to rehire and retrain instead mm-hmm. of getting them relationship or leadership skills is, is almost insane. It's, it's almost crazy what it costs an organization to fire and rehire and retrain. But I truly, as a coach, I truly believe that some people are not coachable or trainable. And those are the ones that do not make good clients. They don't make good employees. They don't make good bosses. And yeah, I they're agree, kind of hopeless. <laughs> yeah, because there's always that in the male world. And I don't know what the female equivalent is, but in the male world, there's always that one asshole guy who thinks every room he's in, he's the smartest. Right. And it's just, they're awful to be around after a while. When you're younger, it's funny because, yeah, look at look at Jimmy, man. He's all this, all that. And then you get to 35 and 45, you're like, dude, I'm, I'm not spending more time with you. You're a pain in the ass. Right. Sure. I get it. I totally get it. I, I completely understand. And I've absolutely been there. I've been fired by one of those guys. <laughs> but as a coach, I can't afford to think that way. I can't afford to think that there are people who can't grow, people who can't make it to the next level, people who there aren't strategies and tools that will help them step up and be all that they were made to be. So I can't afford to think that way. So when I run into one of those, which I absolutely do, I start looking for tools. What works with this person? What is the behavior that's driving what's running everybody out of the room? And how can I transform it to the next level so that it becomes one of the greatest traits instead of one of the things that destroys their life and everybody else's? <laughs> but some people, I, some people purely are not, are not fixable. And I think that um, some of my greatest accomplishments in coaching is helping people realize that they're in a bad role or it's not yeah. a good fit for them or they're just not cut out to be in a managerial role because they don't want to put in the work. And that really, I mean, it comes down to, is that person willing to put in the work to make changes? And yeah. if they're not willing to put in the work, then like, even with my sales agents, you know, I always said I would rather take somebody who has heart and soul and motivation and is coachable and train them up than take somebody who, you know, I can whip around a racetrack once and I might get one or two wins, but if I have to keep being their motivation or the reason why they do something, then they're not a good fit for me as a coaching I agree wholeheartedly. I I totally agree. And in those instances, I'm looking for a better fit tool. A Mm -hmm. better fit tool that doesn't make me do all the work, but actually inspires them to step up and do all the work. And that's all I'm looking for because every single person wants something. You got to figure out what it is to motivate them to step up to the next level. And that's the only way you can motivate. But I don't believe there's anybody who's not motivatable. 
Does, does that, <laughs> is that a good word? Works today, yes. You got yep, nailed that. But you're right though, we all have our currency. And the first time you're a manager, at least this happened for me, is there was no cl- no school you went to to be a, usually to be a manager. They just promote you one day, which you know, you'll gladly take that in the pay raise, and then all of a sudden you're like, Oh crap. But it it takes a while to understand everybody, what everybody's currency and what makes them work. And once you do, things start smoothing out and running way more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. And it's absolutely worth the effort, right? Because it makes your life easier. It makes the the team accomplish more together, right? So it's absolutely worth it. And I think uh, skipping that step... Is a recipe for disaster and sleepless nights. <laughs> so let let's get into the the male female dynamics and the couples who own a business. And oh. I always I always have two questions for husbands and wives that own a business, or any two spouses that own a business. Uh, what do you talk about at the end of the day, and who breaks the tie? That's really great. What do they typically talk about at the end of the day? What your um, uh, what I found is there's always one that says, you know, it's seven thirty nine. I'm going to just check emails real quick, and the other one's like, no, 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 you can't do that. Uh, <laughs> and, and some of it because they say the, the work day is done, right? And then others, then it kind of goes all over the board. Um, some people can say they've told me they can shut it off, and others say they just they don't. Um, and then usually with the tie, I mean, the the women just smile when I ask them that. So, (laughs) well, I think Nikki had a really good response to that. Um, one of our favorite humans when she said, um, he's, she's, he's the chicken head, but she's the neck. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Can't exactly remember what she said, but I thought that was pretty brilliant. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, it's wonderful. Totally wonderful. But that's a whole nother language going to back to the male female and then throw that on a spousal business, right? Yeah, totally. I, I think um, I think it gets very important to make sure that you have dates where um, no business is allowed to be talked about. Like there are times when we talk about business and then there are times when we just get to be. I also mm-hmm. think it's really important that you have times away from each other where you just get to not be a partner and do whatever you need to do. I, um, I had a lot of clients talk about with COVID, um, okay, we're all in the house together, right? <laughs> My desk, his desk, because nobody's allowed to leave. The kids, the homeschooling, like I can't stand it. I, I just want to scream. Um, and everybody's making a mess and nobody's uh, holding each other accountable or nobody's helping is the way they actually say it. Um, in, in which case, you really need to put in some very intentional things that create what you're looking for. Now, this is just the way my brain works. Always build what you want, okay? You never build what you don't want. So if what I want and I'm stuck in the house and I, you know, we, we're all working and we're all in each other's hair and everybody's so stressed out and so afraid, build in um, a touch. So as a high-performance coach, one of the tools we use is every 50 minutes you take a break. 
every 50 minutes your brain actually needs a reset. So I would have my high performance clients, you know, get a, go get a glass of water. Doesn't have to be a long break. Like shake like a dog, right? Balance, I sit on a, a ball. So balance and close your eyes. Someone like just a little break. But if you get it and you go get a glass of water, go touch your partner. Go touch your kids. Go give them a little kiss, pat on the head, right? So that you've got that. We're not just all stressed out together. There's this thing called skin hunger. Do you, have you heard of skin hunger? Mm-hmm. Every human has skin hunger. It means humans actually require skin-to-skin human touch in order to feel healthy and strong. Men actually require 15 times as much touch as women do. Yes, that that's <laughs> a no-brainer. And there's yeah. some reasons behind that. But so uh, when he was working over there and I'm working here and, you know, there's no break and when there is a break, you're just so exhausted and stressed out. You can't see each other straight. Every 50 minutes, I would just go touch him. I would just, I would just go touch him or I rub his shoulders. I'd give him a glass of water and I'd get right back to work. Um, if my clients had kids, I'd go, you know, go kiss them on the head. Go tell them you love them. Go tell them, you know, hey, are you having fun with your whatever? Mom's got to go back to work now. But put those touches into the day. So when you're talking about partners – Put those touches into the relationship so that you know this is home and this is work. And you can even do, I've got a client who has a, um, a bear. <laughs> you can't talk unless you have the bear, the talking bear. <laughs> so the bear gets to tell you when you talk about business and when you don't talk about business. You just need to set up this is that relationship and this is this relationship and one doesn't override the other one's not more important than the other because who wants to work their whole life building this amazing business and have you know lose lose their family or their partner in the journey that i don't call that success you know not many people on their not many people on their deathbed have ever said gee i wish i worked more that's right that's yeah. right. So, so build the relationship you want. So it really, you got to stop and you got to go, okay, so what do I want? Well, Jeannie, I want more fun. Cool. Let's plan some fun things into your day. Or Jeannie, I want more romance. Fabulous. Let's plan some romantic things into your day and go make them happen versus waiting for him or her to make it happen. Go get what you want. It's your life. Make it magnificent. Jeannie, what would you, sorry, what would you say is, has been your greatest key to success as a small business owner? As a small business owner, um, never give up. (laughs) Seriously, if anybody ever told me in the beginning of this journey, what I would have to go through to be successful as a small business owner, Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever would have started, but, um, stay on fire with the dream. Just stay on fire. Don't let anything put the dream out. And when you notice that the dream is out, take a break and go dream for a while again until the fire comes back so that everything that you do is fueled by the fire of your dream. And then you won't stop because you're going to have to go through it. If it wasn't COVID, it would have been something else. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) And what would you say has been the biggest hurdle that you've overcome as a small business owner? Um, getting him to understand my dream and back it. And by him, you mean your significant other? I do. I mean, okay. I mean, my husband. your yeah. husband. Okay. 
that he loves me uh, and he wants me happy, but there's plenty of times when he doesn't have a clue what my dream is. See, I, I talked about that a little bit earlier. I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when somebody doesn't get your dream. Yeah. And you're pouring your life into this dream that doesn't make any sense and it's not uh, manifesting the way you want it to or fast enough, right? And and they just look at you like, what are you doing? You need to give up on that. I can't, I can't give up on that. No, I can't. That's who I am. I'm, I'm here to make a difference in people's lives. And if a day goes by when I don't, I feel like I'm dead. I mean, I'm clear as day on what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. I'm here to empower other people, period. Yeah. And that spousal support is so important. And I think that a lot of times they, they see the work that we're doing, but they don't really understand the emotional highs and lows that come along with being a business owner. That's right. That's right. That's perfect. And, and the male brain um, processes through achievement. So if they're not seeing achievement as well as payment, then it's not worth it to them and they just walk away, right? Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's just logical. But the female brain doesn't see through achievement. The female brain processes through connection and making a difference, which I just rattled on about, right? Right. Because <laughs> I can't turn that off. And so if I had never learned how to speak to him in what I call Manglish, where he was getting the information he needed to know that he could back me or should back me. So I needed to get very logical. He needed to see charts and numbers. He needed to see outcomes. And I'm talking about, I changed this person's life, but I changed that person's life. And you know, right. I'm talking, I'm talking in what I call feminish. I'm talking female. And so as long as I talked female at him, he honestly couldn't back what I was doing, though he wanted me to be happy. But the minute I learned the difference between languages and how to speak to him so that he understood and give him the information he needed in order to know that he should back me, then then it's all golden. Mm-hmm. But it's like learning a new language. It really is. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, the joy so of having can, a spouse. Yeah. So can you, <laughs> yeah. So, Jeannie, you can put bilingual on your resume, right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeannie, if people wanted to find you, where can they find you at? My um, website is myrelationshipgenie.com. So you can go check that out. Uh, if you'd like a copy of my free book for your listeners, they can go to myrelationshipgenie.com forward slash free book and they can get a free copy of my best-selling book on male female dynamics awesome hey trinity which she wrote in 30 days which i wrote and took the bestseller in 30 days yes (laughs) i will i will write my book someday mike I'm so proud of that little book because people have called me and said, you know, my husband wanted a divorce and somebody told me about your book and I read your book and I did everything it said because it's a, it's a it's a coaching kind of a book. It's say these words, do these actions. This is what's going on. And um, and she said, and three days later, he didn't want a divorce anymore. I, 
I've, I've had all kinds of reactions like that from that book because I'm a coach. So it's always, these are the actions you need to take. These are the words you need to do. This is what's really going on. Now go, go take the world. <laughs> and that's so funny because I'm reading my show notes and I thought the name of the book was how to win her influence him in 30 days. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's me in the middle of like, a thought writing down. I was a like, well, that's interesting. It only I takes 30 that, days. I think that was prophetic because right now I have a program for men teaching men how women work and how to work with women. Um, and it's currently called, um, relationship revolution for men, but I'm rebranding the whole thing and turning it into a 30 day program where you get to, you know, every day you get a little tiny bit, go act on this. I'm rebranding the whole thing into a 30 day program. So that's what you were talking about. That's and perfect. How to win your wife back. Yes. I love it. <laughs> well, it has been such a fun episode with you. An absolute joy all the way from Idaho. You're not our furthest guest because we did have a guest that joined us from British Columbia, but um, definitely our bubbliest. So I would I would crown you the queen of the of the bubbles and your laugh is contagious. So I love it Um, for our loyal listeners. We would love for you to share us share this episode and, of course, um, take advantage of going out there and getting Jeannie's um, book. And also, if you have any questions for us or if you know somebody else that would be a great guest on the show, info at wiredtochange.com. And that's with the number two. And Mike, do you want to mention our 30, 60 second? Yes, we are helping small business owners who struggle with explaining themselves in the traditional elevator pitch, 30, 60 seconds, either one. They spend all the time telling us the what and not the why and the how are telling a story. So we got a program, 99 bucks, get you two half hour sessions to help you get better. So when you stand up, you make a connection because at the end of the day, people buy people. So we want to help you become more connectable and more referable. And you got to start with it by making yourself human, making your stories human about how you're helping people. And we know that that'll work. We know we can help you with that, Jeannie. I'm sure you would agree with need need some need to show your human side absolutely what a great offer oh i hope lots of people take you up on that because that's the one that trips everybody right what do you it, do yeah. uh. they feel like they have to stand up there and memorize yeah. and these 18 ivy league words and sum up the 82 year history of the company in 28 seconds it's like no just tell a story about how, how you helped your last client Let's start with that. You know, that will connect people. Yep. So anyways, we're, we're looking to help people on that, but Jeannie, thank you very much. We enjoyed it. Uh, good luck with your new book and good luck with the next book you decide to write in 28 days instead of 30. So (laughs) (laughs) guys, thanks for having me. It was an absolute joy. Glad to have you. And we'll see everybody next time on our wired to change podcast.